So, let's get into the next part. I think the next part that... That probably raised a red flag with me was mission statement. Why is that? As a side note, I've written a mission statement for my own artistry. And a lot of work. Not saying it can't be done, but it's definitely a lot of work. And the one thing that I hold close and dear to my heart about that said mission statement that I wrote is that it's what I stand by. It's what I would consider my moral compass. If I ever felt like I strayed off the path or I lost my direction from the path, I would go back and look at that mission statement. And it should set me on course. Because when I wrote it, I was I was in the mode, I was in the place, and I was, at that time, feeling like I was living the life that I wanted to live. It wasn't perfect, but it allowed me to be able to breathe and, and, and have a complete thought about what I wanted. Mission statement with, with, with this situation at hand has been changed three, four times. I think the last time I looked into it, the mission statement's gone. What does that mean? That could mean a whole lot, and it could mean nothing. It could mean that, you know, surprise, the joke's on you. And it could mean that we're about to go rogue. Who knows? Um... I thought those were things that you don't change. I thought those were milestones, anchors, cornerstones of what made the building. You you don't you don't get to change that at your leisure. You don't get to change that when you want to. It took me weeks, if not a couple months, to actually come up with that mission statement. Like I really thought about it. And I thought about it really hard. Because I knew this was something that was going to represent me. It was going to represent me from now until the end. And I had to make sure that what I said matched who I wanted to be, ultimately. So, yeah, I got a big problem with that. And anybody, I think anybody who's taking the time to write a mission statement, I have a big problem with that, too. It it reeks of hypocrisy, and um, deception. It really does. Um, the the thing about what 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 made the mission statement so crazy is the fact that. 
I remember looking back at it around 2013, 2014, something like that. Because I remember I went to the website a couple times, man. And I was like, yeah, this this mission website is like really speaking to my mind. It's speaking to what what, what the what the movement is, what, what the wave is, right? Because it said everything that it needed to say about how um, the nuclear family in, in, in the average black household has been reduced to dust and, and, and without the man, um, as the head of the body, there is no body without the head, right? It was, it was stuff like that where it was like, okay, yeah, I, 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 could, I could totally get on board with that. And, you know... Truly, no disrespect to any other group of people, but the mission statement started changing up, and it started changing up to cater to other groups of people, and by all means, they're just as affected as anybody else, because, you know, they're people of color as well, but let's be honest, let's be totally honest with each other for just half a second, all right? And what we need to be honest with each other is this. It's the fact that every situation that people of color have tried to present to the public, and you can go check on this, use Snopes or whatever you want to do. The Snopes will probably lie to you because they used to lie to you, but You'll come to the painful realization as you look through history that every movement has been co-opted. What do I mean by this? Because you're like, wow, man, the average person who doesn't know or has taken the, the time to look at the timeline of history would be like, man, what are you talking about, man? Let's take civil rights, for for example, right? I, I always wondered as a kid, like, as, as, as powerful as the civil rights movement was, because it, for all intents and purposes, started because of Emmett Till, right? And if you don't know who Emmett Till was, it was a kid from Mississippi. Emmett Till was a kid from Chicago that went to Mississippi. Supposedly, he whistled at a white woman. Two white men went to the house that he was staying at that got him. It beat him probably about half an inch to his life. They beat his face off with a pistol and they tied him to a cotton gin and threw him in a river. That's what started civil rights movement. But very few people know what ended it. What ended the civil rights movement was feminism. Yes, that's right. Feminism is what ended the civil rights movement because it was co-opted. Just like just about anything and everything else that you could think about has been co-opted by another movement. And something that had a lot of momentum got absorbed by something else and became non-existent. And this is something that a lot of people of color have sadly grown used to. They're used to things just being marginalized and minimized and written off and just not talked about because, well, what purpose is it really going to serve for us to talk about that? 
that's usually how a lot of people of color feel when it comes to dealing with a, with a, with a lot of things. When especially when it comes to dealing with other peoples from from other groups of people, yeah. And it's um, it's disheartening. It's exhausting. Something that you really don't want to deal with, but you're going to have to find a way to navigate through it because most likely what you need for survival is on the other side of that BS. So you, you, you got you to wade through the water whether you want to or not. That's just the breaks. So... You know, for instance, there was a Facebook friends post I saw the other day and he talked about how he was looking at TikTok or something like that yesterday and he saw what he quoted as black racism and he was enraged by it and he wondered why so many people <coughs> could feel this amount of hatred. Um this one's for you, my guy. I hope maybe you get a chance to listen to this. And if you don't, then this is for somebody else that needs to listen to it. In order for racism to work in the construct, racism needs a system of power to have an impact on anything. If there are checks and balances, these things can't be allowed to happen because they'll be checked. But if there's a system of power that silently nods its head in agreeance to it, then there you go. And the last time I checked, buddy, I ain't never had the power to be able to remove someone's employment from them. But I've had my employment removed multiple times from people who, quite frankly, I think just it was just because just didn't like me for whatever reason. For whatever reason. Just because they felt like doing it, because they could do it and there was nothing you could do about it. How many times do you think a person is supposed to absorb that before they start showing you in other ways that they don't like being treated like that. How many times do you think someone can go into a courthouse, receive a judgment that is by far considered the harshest judgment that could be thrown upon a person, and then you turn around and see someone else who might not look like you get a level and degree of leniency, and both of you committed the same crime? Like, that's... How do you, how does a person absorb that? How do you how do you take that in and say everything is gonna be all right? Don't kid yourself. And more importantly, don't lie to people. Don't lie to people. So don't tell me that I don't get it, because I get it. But I'm also smart enough to realize when someone is out to control the narrative to get a specific objective through the agenda and this is what's going on with this people's anger and their mistrust and their misplaced value from other people 
is now being weaponized. You have to be smart because we're playing... What's being played here is two-dimensional chess. I'd say three. We'd say three because we'll say two-dimensional chess is, is the physical chess game that we play. So we'll, we'll say that they're playing three-dimensional chess. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's pathetic when, when you're playing on a four in a, in a five-dimensional level. It, 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 it really pales in comparison. And you can sh- see straight through someone's objective and motive. So um, it is important to be wise enough because history repeats itself. And there is nothing new under the sun. Even when Beethoven wrote his first concerto piece, someone had probably already put together a sequence of notes like that, similar to that, at some point before him. There's nothing new under the sun. Absolutely nothing new under the sun. And history repeats itself. And if you're not aware of what happened, then you're going to be a victim of what is to come. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes complete sense when I say this. This is a dangerous movement with a dangerous group of people that you do not want to align yourself with. Let's jump into another another segment that kind of like threw me off. And then, and then we'll jump into the big gun. Because we got two more. So, the next one I want to get into. Some people, <clears throat> some religious people are saying that these are witches. All three of them. How true is that? I don't know. But they got some religious people that are just not feeling that right now. Like, they're not feeling what they're doing. And, you know, some of these same uh, people in, 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 in these groups and maybe a couple other groups, they feel that um, they're conjuring spirits. And when you actually think about it, they are. And they used you as the catalyst. To make the lesser magic stronger. Whoa. If you know anything about lesser magic, then you know it takes people to participate in lesser magic for the magic to actually happen. <clears throat> this is used in movies, radio, television. Oh, yeah, this is a tactic. Lesser magic. Um. <clears throat> Why do I say this? The reason why I say this is because they always want other people to mention people's names, mention their names, mention their names. Yeah, if the person has passed on to the next life, you you give a remembrance of them and you let it be. You just don't keep mentioning that unless you're trying to, you know, uh, unless if, if we're talking in a seance, conjuring kind of thing uh then that's a whole other conversation but you know we're talking about in this realm that we're at the realm of the living mentioning dead people does what for you what does it do what what does it actually do so 
I don't know which one it was, but one of them said in a video that I watched a couple weeks ago that um, there's this particular person, and I mean one of one of the 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 the, um, the, the the leaders of this group, one of the three leaders, she said, um, there was this particular woman that she met and she has conversations with her on a regular basis, but they never met in the physical realm. What does that say? That sounds like a whole bunch of shenanigans. That sounds like a whole bunch of spiritual and otherworldly energy that, you know, most of the people that that are that are that are riding behind this whole movement probably would not jive with if they actually realized what was going on. I've seen some of these protests where people were just out and out drawing pentagrams on the sidewalk and doing rituals right there in the middle of the protest. What's popping with that? What's popping with that? I've seen at least three videos where people are just out there with, 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 with the crystals and, and, and they got the marks on the ground and they got the candles in a particular place and like they're doing their whole thing right there while everything's happening. Oh, what you thought? You thought that when you put that energy of anger and anguish and mistreatment out into the air, there isn't somebody qualified to be able to redirect that energy for another mean? I told you, homie, this is five-dimensional chess. And the rest of those dimensions fail miserably when you play this level of chess. High risk, great reward, very taxing. But you can see through the BS so quick, people, when you play five-dimensional chess. It is not hard at all, either. The only thing that you need to do is take the time to be able to look within yourself and have an imagination and be willing to consider things that might not be possible because in theoretical physics the impossible is possible what's up with that what's up with the pentagrams just being drawn on the sidewalk like I've literally seen that somebody needs to get back with me on that let's jump into this last part and we'll end this segment um I think the biggest flag that got me the most was the fact that uh, that Patrice woman, there, there was an interview I was watching and she mentioned how this person named Eric Mann was a mentor. And I didn't really think much about it, but then I was like, I need to look into this guy. So I, I looked into him and it turns out that Eric is was could still be i think he's i think he's a government op because i i don't know how how a person like him and there's a couple couple people out there but i don't know how a person like him what are you talking about yeah i I will so um I looked up this guy and it turns out that so like I said I, I think he's I think he's a CIA op because there's no way there's no way that 
you could have operated with that group of people at that time and still be moving in public wide open like 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 it's sweet like 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 it's back to business unless you got a high level a high level government clearance that's it and i found out that eric man worked for a group or a group of people all my old school people will probably be able to reference this but he is from a group called weatherman underground I know most of you people, especially people in my age bracket, might know very little about Weatherman Underground, but this is one of the benefits to having a history teacher as a guardian. Or I would say a history major, English minor. How about that? I remember them. They were spawned from the Democratic Party. In Michigan, I believe, in the 60s. And they were tired of the way things were going. And they were tired of the diplomatic process of which things went about going. And they decided to take... Can you do anything but make noise right now? They they did what they felt they needed to do to to change what they felt was the status quo and they did various things one of the things that they liked to do was make explosives they liked the explosives. They blew up a couple federal buildings. Um, let's see, what else? I think I think there was a, a pretty bad riot in Attica. I think like 300 people died or something like that. Um, let's see. I know they did something involving a federal judge. Or they like try to try to do something involving a federal judge or trying to put a hit on them or something like that. Um, but their their greatest hits was um they had some of their people making explosives in Manhattan, I believe west side of town or the east side of town I'm sorry because the east side was where the rich side was and one of the bombs blew up it blew up the rest of the bombs maybe half the city block and I think like four or five people died who were in there making explosives and this is what got them the bad press all, all of this stuff um, there, there was originally 10 people on the most wanted list um, the FBI actually expanded it up to 16 just because of them now you mean to tell me that a guy and, and a lot of these guys, supposedly they said, um, 
the group had been dismantled by 1994 and the last person was caught, right? But clearly this guy was a part of it. And so there's a good chance he was involved in some some radical off-the-wall stuff too. But this woman made it a point to say that this was a mentor. Um... That's pretty scary. That's something to think about. I think you got to be a special type of despicable. Want to blow things up. Blow people up. How are these people allowed to move freely? Especially him. If. These people were. On the government's most wanted list. How is that possible? But yet, I can get the harshest punishment on the first go-round. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying, man. A lot of people might be seeing what, what was coming out of my mind and might think I'm a changed person. Yeah, I, I changed a lot, bro. I changed. Every person should be trying to change. You should never want to stay the same. Not in your thoughts, not in your actions, not in anything. Because you start to see things for what they are. Um, I'm quite tired of being lied to. Quite tired of, of being a, a sideshow in someone else's performance. I like to have my own. Maybe I have some ideas for my own thing. And I can see why people would consider them terrorists now. And if you know anything about the Weatherman Underground, aside from what I just said about them, because you can go look them up, Weatherman Underground, you think they're terrorists too. And if they're not terrorists, then they're definitely aligning themselves with them. If you call somebody your mentor, you've had conversations about this before. Things have the potential to jump this train off the tracks. But trust me, once it goes off the tracks, you won't like the rest of the ride. You won't. You won't. Some real dangerous times, people. And we have to make some real serious choices. Don't we? Or do we? It seems like everybody's got these awesome ideas, but... We can't do anything. We have no power if you don't participate. Well, you kind of don't have anything if I have to participate for it to work for you, huh? Hmm. That's something to think about. 
If it took my power to start the vehicle, then it means that it's not your vehicle, it's mine. Or I have more ownership over it than you do. Right? Right. Like I started off this episode... I don't align myself with called Marxism. I don't align myself with Zionists. And I am not a useful or a useless prop. You got me all the way messed up, buddy. This organization got me all the way messed up, buddy. How dare you take the struggle of all the people who have fought and died just so your dusty ass could be here to manipulate it and turn it into a thing that only is self-serving. How dare you? You got some audacity when it's all said and done and the truth comes to light. You got some audacity. Whoever, it might not even be them because they might not be, they might not even be smart enough. You know, people who are usually the face of things, that's usually all they are, the face of things, because they're definitely not the brain. So, who knows at this point? More importantly, who cares? I don't. I think it's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And if you involve yourself with that stuff, or those actions, or groups of people, then you've got to be prepared for what is to come as a result of you aligning yourself with with, with those, those aforementioned things. You could get yourself hurt. You could get your hurt. You could get yourself hurt real bad. Like bad, bad, real bad. So, in closing, should you not be allowed to be mad? No. You should. You should be mad. In, in the in the infamous words of Mister Nancy. Angry gets done. So you should be angry. Because that means you're one step closer to getting something done. And I don't mean anger like um, 